This is the iMarket Podcast, brought to you by the Marketing Society of Kenya, Safaricom, and Capital FM. Welcome to the second season of the Marketing Society of Kenya iMarket Podcast. This is a platform to create conversations on relevant topics that spark debate and discussions among the marketing fraternity and help us improve and challenge our marketing strategies. Our desire is to inspire and motivate marketers to create award-winning work that delivers business results and outcomes. In this season, we will navigate the world of digital marketing by understanding the opportunities that being connected to the internet presents. Through the episodes, we will be speaking to various guests to understand the impact of the internet on their lives and businesses, especially when it comes to unlocking opportunities, generating revenue, and delivering impact in their communities. We will also demystify the world of MarTech and the ways technology is enabling brand and marketing strategies. This season is sponsored by Safaricom, and we will explore what Molekeoni is internet means to different people and businesses in the industry. My name is Caroline Kendi. And I am Paula Kerry. We will be your hosts on this transformative journey. Uwa Kenya kila siku twajitahidi Twaangalia kesho kwa matumaini Tukijumuika it's a magical time to be alive with a new kind of connection where you supply the belief in the impossible and we supply the network that makes it real. We premiere iMarket Season 2 with the incredible Vusi Temba Kwayo. Vusi is a venture capitalist, a best-selling author, renowned entrepreneur, and a global business speaker. He was named one of the top 12 speakers in the world by MeetingsNet for his inspirational and transformational impact on business. Welcome, Vusi. Karibu sana. Hey, Candy. How is Nairobi treating you so Beautiful. Far? Love it here. It's home here. Have you learned any uh, choice Kiswahili words yet? Uh, kwa ground. Kwa ground. Vitun is different. <laughs> this is my favorite one. Kwa ground. Kwa ground. Fantastic. <laughs> okay, fantastic. So my first question is sort of what I like to call a check-in. And it's just a question about today, you. Mm. How are you feeling today? Scale of 1 to 10. And what's the one thing you can say today you're grateful for? So I feel great today. I mean, it's been a fantastic day. I haven't had a chance to kind of sit and decompress and take it all in yet. But it's, it's been one of those days where you make uh, connections with people that, you know, kind of shifts you 50 years into the future. So great day like this. And what's the one thing today that I'm grateful for? Probably that I just spend time with really authentic people. Oh, fantastic. I've not spoken to a single person who has a big ego or anything like this. Everybody's just really calm and quite demure, even though they're accomplishing a lot. And it's, uh, it's great. It doesn't sap energy from you to talk to people who are so calm. It actually energizes you, right? 100%. Fantastic. So out of 10, would you say it's a... A 15. 15. Oh, yeah. fantastic. That's a really good day. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So 
Today we're here to talk about digital marketing, mm. yeah, and the transformative power of being connected to the internet. Mm. And you know, a lot of young people are connected. You know, right now, I mean, people are there's a whole generation of people who are digital natives. But then, when you look at the the numbers and the statistics, um, mm. you know, people are still. You know, I, I can't tell you how many people hit me up on a day-to-day basis. I'm looking for a job. Mm. You know, people are you know trying to you know generate revenue. And um, you know, for me, I see like the internet, or the way we need to look at the internet, is seeing what the opportunity is mm. um, yeah, by being connected to the internet. So, I think the first question I'd ask you is, what's your story? Yeah, you're a brand. You're, you're, I, I know you from from YouTube and, and and being online. So I guess you're the best person to really tell us your personal story about what is it that made you decide. At what point in your in your brand and building your brand did you say, you know, actually we need to go online? And how how has that been? I don't think I really had a decision point where I ever went, it's the time to go online. Um, I had my very first, this is a true story, my very first website was in 2006. Wow. Was the internet there then? Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Vusi.co.za. Oh, wow. And it was a three-page website with this terrible red background <laughs> and this picture of me. And this, uh, back in these days, this is um, long before HTML5 and responsive sites Long before apps and Moby sites. Oh, wow. Um, this is back in the day when if you needed a blog, you went and built a blog, yes. right? <laughs> um, so I, I think I, my, my, my personal growth and my brand growth have all happened quite transparently online. Oh, wow. But if you go on YouTube now and Google Vusi Tembewayo 2007, there's videos of mine that you'll find there. Um, so I've been lucky like this. It's also great because it's a way for you to keep a barometer on how authentic you really are and, and to see if there's been a growth there and if you're consistent with your beliefs and your story and the rest of it. You know, I, I didn't really have the moment where I went, everybody's online, it's time to go online. No. I was just like, I'm going to go online. Okay. And the reason I did was because I wanted to take charge. Um, at the time, I was working only as a speaker. And I hated the idea that an agent somewhere controlled my income. And if you wanted to book me as a speaker, you went through the agent. And I thought, I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to build a website where somebody can reach me and find me, contact me, and book me. Oh, and as wow. I said, it was a three-page website. It was a landing page, about, and contact. Yeah. And that was it. And that was it. And you and booked yourself. Absolutely. So you took that into your own yeah, hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, even had, I mastered the two voices. Wow. I had the, Mr. <laughs> Timberwise office, how do you do? And then, and then I would be, hi, oh, it's Vusi, how can I help you, right? So, uh, oh, and, and, I, and I think it's important to this, especially for young people today building brands online and businesses online. It's very important for them to allow themselves the time and space to mature themselves. Okay, fantastic. And in that journey, because I love it, like 2006 was when, was it Hotmail? Was the email address? Yeah, yeah there was, was Hotmail at the time. There was Hotmail. Yahoo. Yahoo was, was Yahoo. a big deal. Oh, yeah, Yahoo was big. Um, Yahoo, yeah, the young people will know what we're talking about when we say Yahoo. <laughs> Uh, it was before, it was MSN online, before it became Bing. Oh, MSN, oh my yeah, gosh. See, <laughs> see, and webmail, people still were sending webmails. Uh, uh, was a, a lot of it was like this. Yeah, and cyber cafes. We, I used to access internet. The first and time I came here to Kenya, true story, I stayed, I can't remember the name of the hotel. I was invited by GNLD called Neolife now, and they sell like a... Uh, these like supplements products. We all know GNLD. Right, Every, exactly, Everyone's exactly. mother was in GNLD. Everybody, exactly, you got it, you got it. And we were at some, and they had this mega conference at the KICC. At the time, the KICC was the, the, the only place to have these hotels, to have these conferences. And the hotel I stayed at was down the road from the KICC. I can't remember the name of the hotel now. And, and I remember walking the streets of Nairobi, and it was just so different 
to what it is today. Today, you guys have got skyscrapers and buildings and all the rest of this. This was long before people were talking about Unicorn. This was back in the time when M-Pesa was like the new thing. Like yeah. We were just talking about this mobile money revolution. Uh, that was happening. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I, I, I suspect that was the, the Stanley. Yes. And my friend used to work at the cyber cafe at the Stanley. And <laughs> <laughs> I used to come from college <laughs> and come and steal a few seconds uh, and, and check my hotmail. So right. literally that was that. So in that, in your journey, what would you say are the highlights? Like one of the things that you say, you know, man, um, my career, this wouldn't have happened for me or I wouldn't have booked this client if it wasn't the access that being connected to the internet provided. Probably 80% of my work in business today is clients who've interacted with my brand online. It's always very interesting this because it means people know you before they know you. Yeah, like me. I know you. I feel like I know you. Exactly. <laughs> and people will talk. Sometimes I'll be at the airport and somebody will say hello in a very familiar way. And I go, have we met? <laughs> and, and I recognize that for them it's because they've watched so much of my content online that they do feel like they know me. Yeah, right? And, yeah. and um, um, so... I mean, look, today I've spoken in 49 countries now, 49 different countries, Wow. six of the seven continents, and well over three, four million people. Wow. And all of this has purely because I've been the gift of online. What the gift of online has done for me is it's also helped me connect with Africans in parts of the world I've never been to. So today I've got a huge community of people that follow me from all sorts of parts of the world. I've never been there. They tend to be Africans. And when they talk to me, they'll go, you remind me of home. Or, I love what you say. Or, you know, Africa can rise again. Or a whole host of these things. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's been a great gift. Oh, that's fantastic. What's the strangest place that you've you had fans and followers and people following you that you were like, what? I would never have thought about it. It's a good one. I mean, the Latam is still a thing for me. Like the first time I went to Mexico. And uh, I spoke in Mexico and there was a conference put together and there were 2,000 people there and they knew who I was. And I was like, what on earth is going on? Exactly. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> right? Uh, the first time I went to Colombia, in my mind, Colombia was always that place with like Pablo Escobar, yeah. Pluto Apata, <laughs> right? And, and then I went there and I was like, oh wait, there's actually people here and it's, you know, it's a, uh, it's a developing country and it's got a lot of its own issues, but it's a fantastic, beautiful part of the world. So. It's always, I think, when you go to people or go to a part of the world where the culture is so different to what you're used to that you don't ever imagine that what you say will translate for those people and then it does. And that's the thing because it's such a human, it's an insight. I you did, know, it, um, it resonates on a, on a, on a I, human level, right? I did this interview similar to this and it was a news reporter back in South Africa who asked me a question about people building businesses and I said to them, we need to help people understand that building a business doesn't mean buying a Range Rover, right? Mm -hmm. Full stop, new paragraph, life moves on. Two years later, I get invited to come speak at a conference in Morocco, and the convener of this conference had just been on the cover of Forbes. Wow. Then he says to me, he's like, I booked you because I saw that video where you said this. And I was like, wow, <laughs> it's, like, it's crazy how the, the, the internet works. So it's, it's the line you say, it's the thing you say that just resonates so deeply with somebody's own values that they feel themselves reflected in your truth. It's such an important truism today for anybody building a brand online. The best thing you can be hmm. is the only thing you can be, and that's you. And I love what you said about consistency, hmm. because at the end of the day, the internet never forgets, oh. right? So when you're looking at yourself in 2006 and now, right? You, I mean, there's something really powerful about being able to say, wow, yeah. I, that, that fire yeah. that I still had is still there. Yeah. You know, the, the, the basic, my, you know, things change, you yeah. know, your perspective changes, but there's some things that remain at the core, which is really powerful. And learning to grow. I think a lot of people are scared to grow. 
-hmm. Growing means that you, you have to take your brand and yourself to places where you naturally wouldn't go. A lot of us like to get familiar, you get comfortable. Mm -hmm. I know who I am in this context and in this market. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of uh, online influencers make this mistake where they, even in the language of how they speak, they're so deeply localized that they forget that online you can appeal to a much broader audience. Yeah. And they don't spend enough time educating themselves about the lived realities of other people in the world. They make the presumption that their reality is the only reality. Mm -hmm. uh, but the only way to grow, to be relevant across um, different spaces, is if you want to understand what somebody else is living through in another part of the world. Okay, fantastic. So when, when I look at someone like you, I'm like, this guy is so successful. <laughs> I'm sure has never failed. <laughs> oh. Okay, I'm kidding. Failure is one of my favorite topics. And failure, and I love the conversation we had earlier about failure is not the story of failure, but it's about a story of resilience, mm. right? It's about how do you bounce back? Mm. How do you fail forward? Mm. So in this journey of years of, you know, of you know, becoming this huge uh, internet-built brand, mm. what's the one thing you can say, you know, this we tried, we failed a story that somebody can relate to, and this is what I did to bounce back from that? I mean, I've, I've had several. Um... It's, uh, I've had several. I mean, I, even if, if everybody knows today the work I do in the investment space as the CEO uh, and group CEO of my, of my growth fund. But my growth fund, what it is today and what we started with in 2014, are radically different businesses. Mm -hmm. They're not at all the same, actually. They're very, very different. Uh, at the time, we were focused very much around the local nuance in South Africa. We had kind of wanted, there was a, there was a particular piece of the law that large corporates had to provide certain support to emerging black businesses and we were going to play in that very finite space and we did and then figured out that we were just another business our service line was commoditized but more importantly that we had an opportunity to do work that was broader than this and then had to go through a rejig and a reshape mm -hmm. everybody talks about pivot it's an incredibly unpleasant experience to go through mm. um, because you pivot not only what you say but you pivot what it takes to build what you've built already. Yeah. Nobody tells you this. So you, I'll give you an example, right? So you've got a standard operating process to your salespeople that says when customers call in, these are the product lines we sell and this is how we communicate to them. Mm -hmm. When you make the decision to pivot, you've got to rewrite those. Mm -hmm. You've got a, a brand, you've got a tagline. When you make the decision to pivot, you've got to rethink that. Mm -hmm. The original brand and tagline for my growth fund was funding, incubation, capital raising. Today, it's we exist for the entrepreneur. That metamorphosis nice. was because we recognized that we existed in spaces where we didn't just do funding, capital raising, and incubation, but also that in every market, there are these people who are marginalized by their community who are misunderstood called entrepreneurs. Mm. And so if we wanted broader appeal, you need a tagline that talks to those people. So everybody talks about the pivot, very difficult to do. The original logo of my growth fund was this lion and the, the, the mane was like a fire. It was terrible. It was the worst <laughs> logo. I had this lady do it for me who didn't know what she was doing. And like most startup owners, she convinced me because she spoke the right English that she knew what she was doing. Then she served me these logos after I had paid her like $1,500 and I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> but she said, terrible. it's gonna work for you. It's gonna work for me. You and don't she, know. She was like, the fire is the fire of life <laughs> so what and the mean? lion. And Lion is African. I was like, what the? <laughs> and you know when your gut, you've got like a deep gut feeling that goes, we shouldn't be doing this. This is wrong. Today, we've got this beautiful logo. And actually, the guy who came up with the logo, Dave, phenomenal guy based out of Cape Town, 
Uh, he's a strategist and a communications thinker. He does a lot of my presentations. I told him about the, my, the wish around building entrepreneurs and building the continent of Africa and how the thesis, the underlying belief behind my growth fund is that if we connect entrepreneurs to entrepreneurs and the continent to each other, mm -hmm. we would all live a better life. Mm -hmm. So if you look at the logo today, it's the continent with dots that are connected. Nice. Right? So you've got to go through the natural process, the metamorphosis of finding yourself. Fantastic. And I like that story because well, we don't really talk about those things where you're like, this logo, I looked at it and I was like, ah! <laughs> or, you know, I went to this, you know, to, to speak or something and you're like, you know, you live there thinking, oh my God, I really, that, that, that didn't work. So right. I think, you know, that's really cool. Um, so I share your passion for Africa. I think I'm also such a believer in it's the best time to be an African, yes. a young African. Yes. You know, it's really our time. Yes. Um, and I think maybe what I would like you to share is three things, um, especially in this digital marketing space in this, you know, the transformative part of the internet, right? What are the three things you would advise a young, I'm a young person now, I'm a young entrepreneur, what are the three things that you would say, you know, based on your experience, they should consider or think or do? If you think about the modern history of Africa, we have our second wind. And I think most young Africans don't perhaps have this context. The first wind was in the 60s when Kenya got its independence, mm -hmm. Ghana got its independence in the 50s, mm -hmm. right? Around that time, you had um, Kwame Nkrumah and a whole host of liberators who liberated the continent. And the world said, Africa's finally here. Mm -hmm. And then whatever happened, happened. Yeah. The difference today is that Africans are living all over the world. We've been to the top business schools all over the world. We're in the boardrooms of the largest and most powerful companies in the world. And we're building our own continent and our own industries in our own homes. And we're doing all of this connected all of us by an HTTPS address. Mm -hmm. So the point about this moment is all of us have a second wind. I think young people must be careful not to waste this opportunity. Mm -hmm. You know, never before in the history of the continent could you raise capital from a, a Wall Street banker who just happened to grow up in your country or whose parents come from your country, but he grew up in the US mm. or she grew up in Canada, whatever the case might be. You can today. So. I think it's really important for us to recognize this moment for what it is, which is a second wind for all of us, and to leverage it because it won't last forever. But it gives us the opportunity to truly build a continent we can be proud of. Fantastic. I love that. And I really believe that the reason why even now the biggest drama we have with, the, with you know, Putin and the Ukraine war it's because we're so connected mm. as, a, as you know, this whole thing of being connected means there's impact. So I always tell young people, I'm like, when you Google, the same way you Google in a rural village in Meru, I'm from Meru, and somebody in New York, you get the same results. Yes. So there's something about uh, being connected and connectivity that just is an equalizer. Yes. That I think is also part of what is powering this, this second wave. Yes. Fantastic. One last question. Well, mm. Not a question, but it's your parting shot. I mean, it's been a great couple of days you've been here. What's the one thing you'd want to leave us, a thought that you'd want to leave us with? The most important currency we have today, both young and old, natives and impassioned lovers of the continent of Africa, both. The single most important currency we have today is belief. We need to believe in ourselves. It's not who the president are. It's not what minerals do we have under the ground? Mm. It's not how strong our treasuries are. It's not what our GDP growth rates are. It's whether or not we Africans believe mm. in we 
Africans. It's my walking into a store that sells a product made by a local designer and recognize that the power of that product is just as good as a product made by a designer from Italy and I'm willing to spend on it. So my hope, the reason I'm a storyteller and I travel the world telling the story of Africans to the world and then telling the story of Africans to Africans themselves mm -hmm. is because I think we genuinely need to build a belief again. Mm. Um, the rest of the world can see. They see us. Mm. They see the potential. That's why they're here. That's why they're investing. That's why they're buying out companies. That's why they're building new industries. I work in capital markets. I'm telling you, there is a huge interest in this continent because the world can see our potential. We need to see it too. We need to believe in ourselves and in our potential to be what we are capable of being. I love it. We, we have <laughs> self-love. We just have to love ourselves as important. Africans, right? Fantastic. Thank you very much Asante. for your time. Asante. It's been such a pleasure. Hope to meet you and see you soon. Thank you, Candy. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Thank you. Amazing. What a powerful conversation. I absolutely loved it. How did you feel interviewing the one and only Vusi Tembekwayo? I mean, first, you know, listening to that, apart from giggling the whole time, <laughs> I was so starstruck and you know but it was so inspiring he's such an inspirational leader yeah and he was here actually this was in june um mm -hmm. this year mm -hmm. and he was here for the first ever marketing summit mm -hmm. actually that was hosted by the marketing society of kenya the theme was actually about leadership in this new world mm -hmm. in the global world yeah and it was so great to be able to talk to him about that in a, in the context of marketing and digital marketing because there's no way you can talk about the new world without talking about the internet absolutely and how important connectivity is to yeah. that story yeah so it was an honor. I mean, I'm still a, a Starstruck fan, but at least now I can say, you know, me and Vusi are BFF. I know. I hope you took selfies. <laughs> <laughs> but you listening, what was your biggest takeout uh, from that conversation? I think my biggest takeout was when you asked him, um, so what made him transition into the world of the internet? And he said, you know, he was kind of forced in quotes because he had to be there. That's mm. that's what everyone mm. was going to. And, you know, he can't be left behind giving out, you know, speeches um, physically, yet he can actually do that on the internet. Like right now, if I want to connect to Vusi, I can even just simply go to YouTube, listen to his powerful messages, mm. powerful um, uh, speeches. I can even see like hundreds of people turn out to listen to him. Nowadays, you can easily do it if you have good internet connectivity and a smartphone. Imagine. As simple as that. That's so true. And for me, what actually stood out is when he said 80% of the leads he gets now are from people he's met who know him online. Oh, yeah. Which means 80% of his business is actually being run yeah. by being connected to the internet. So that Imagine means that. if he wasn't doing that, he'd be that much smaller as a brand and as a business. And you know, there are some people who just refuse to go digital. You know, I have friends who are not even on social media. I'm like, fine, I get you don't want the social media craze, but how do you survive? Exactly. How? And as a business, me, yeah. actually for me, it's more about you as an individual, that's Sour. okay. But if you want to thrive as a business in this day and age, Absolutely. I really don't understand how you cannot be on, me the, too. on the internet. Yeah? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, with that said, we've come to the end of our very first episode of iMarket Podcast Yay! Season 2. We made it. I know. And please remember that if you ever need a reliable smartphone, to use the internet on, please visit the nearest Safaricom shop. If you ever need data bundles, we have like a hundred of them for everyone. Everyone has an offer on my Safaricom app or star 544 hash. 
also more importantly the internet is transforming lives absolutely and i think after this we're going to add one of the stories of one of our customers yeah. who has actually improved their lives and you know our brand is about transforming lives yeah we talk about safari it's about really how is connectivity transforming lives so the internet is such a driver of that transformation and yeah. i think nothing better than to hear it from a customer's mouth so well, like any internet. Well, like any internet. <laughs> thank you guys thank you bye this is the iMarket Podcast, brought to you by the Marketing Society of Kenya, Safaricom, and Capital FM.